0: It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Marano. Marano.
1: This is the AC Report.
0: Man in Philly last night And he blew up his house too Down on the boardwalk They're ready for a fight Gonna see what them Racket boys can do Now there's trouble busting in From out of state And the DA can't get No relief Gonna be a rumble on the promenade, and the gambling commission is hanging on by the skin of his teeth. Everything dies, baby, that's a fact. But maybe everything that dies someday he comes back. Put your makeup on, fish your hair up. Well, Sunday is the big game, and for years, this was basically Christmas for bookies. Because for years, outside of Las Vegas, you really couldn't legally bet on sports. That didn't stop anybody from betting on sports. Certainly didn't stop anybody from betting on the Super Bowl. But an interesting thing happened. Chris Christie's sort of gift to the country by having a New Jersey push forward with legalized sports betting in a case that was ultimately decided by the Supreme Court has led state after state, including New York, including Maryland, including a lot of other states, to move forward with legalized sports betting. So what does that mean for the sports betting picture now? What does it mean for Atlantic City these days? If you happen to be in any of the uh, casinos, what's the best place to watch and enjoy the game? Here to analyze a few of those issues is the great David Danzis, lead writer for Play NJ and former casino and Atlantic City political reporter at the press of Atlantic City. David, good morning. It's great to talk to you again.
1: Frank always a pleasure and I got to say man it always makes me smile when i hear that the 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 Liam Henson song and and welcome to Atlantic City so Always happy to hear you this early in the morning, well, my friend.
0: Thank you. I, uh, we play the music so you're not so uh, so grouchy about being woken up at uh, at such an unruly <laughs> hour. Um, hey, so in terms of sports betting, which is now pretty much, I think, legal everywhere that we're being heard right now, what has the legalization of sports betting meant for sports betting over uh, you know over the course of the last couple of years?
1: Yeah, I, as As legalized sports betting is spread across the country, you know, we're seeing more and more states uh, recognize the potential for for more tax revenue. Right. And and I don't think you and I have met a politician yet that doesn't like a little more money coming to the state coffers. So uh, it's been embraced, you know, red states, blue states, purple states, you name it. Uh, It seems like everybody's jumping on board for legalized sports betting.
0: Maryland uh, just launched online sports betting in November, two years after voters approved it. And uh, I'm wondering, the states that have implemented online mobile sports betting, there were always a lot of concerns about an uptick in problem gambling and things of that nature. Uh, To the best of your knowledge, has that come to fruition uh, with the ease of online sports betting?
1: So it's it's a two-sided answer, yes and no. Um, in almost every state where we see mobile or online sports betting or, or even online casino go into effect, there's almost an immediate uptick in the the calls to things like 1-800-Problem-Gambler or, or other comparable um, problem gambling uh, networks in, in any legal state. But we also know that some of those calls are coming in from people who don't know how to use their app. Right. Or or don't know how to get ah. their money out to make a, a withdrawal. Right. So people seem to kind of confuse calling 1-800-GAMBLER with uh, an all-inclusive helpline. And that's not really what it is. So after a few months, you know, we start to see those those volumes, those call volumes sort of level out a little bit. Um, but. Yes, absolutely. The ease of online and mobile sports betting and online casino has certainly led to an increase in people experiencing issues with problem gambling. But it's very hard to say definitively whether it's causing any sort of large scale public health crisis at this point in
0: um one of the things that we saw for decades w- since the 70s is that uh, atlantic city essentially had an east coast gambling monopoly and they did very well uh brought in 6 billion dollars a year just in gambling revenue and then that casino gambling monopoly it uh, fell apart. You saw increased legalized casino gambling first in the uh, the Indian casinos and then gradually in states like Pennsylvania and New York and more and more places. All of a sudden, the uh, casino gambling monopoly they had was gone. Then they started doing sports betting and uh, legalized sports betting provided an incredible revenue stream for the casinos and now we're seeing all these other states go forward with legalized sports betting from what you've been able to tell david has the uptick in states legalizing sports betting hurt the bottom line of atlantic city in new jersey
1: no absolutely not and and i want to be a little clear about something and and from the early days of the implementation of legalized sports betting here in new jersey and in atlantic city um you know casino executives have told me you know dave don't expect huge numbers from sports betting in terms of revenue for us. And we've seen that play out since 2018. While we're seeing, you know, billion-dollar months in terms of handle, which is, you know, an industry term for the total amount of money bet, um, you know, and we're seeing huge numbers for revenues, what we're not seeing is a direct correlation to an increase in table game and slot machine win for casinos here in Atlantic City. But what they've always told me is that we're not necessarily interested in, you know, the $10 million a month that we might get from sports betting. Mm. We're interested in the millions of dollars that, of increased food and beverage sales, of increased hotel room sales, of, you know, retail and entertainment and everything else that goes along with Atlantic City. Sports betting is an additive. Um, it, it really shouldn't be seen as a standalone amenity, although it is. It really has been an additive for Atlantic City casinos, and I think it's really important to keep that in mind when we when we try to understand, you know, why they're charging $60 a seat for a Super Bowl uh, viewing seat this Sunday it's not because they're trying to be greedy. It's because they really don't make as much money off of sports betting as people to believe. Interesting. Yeah, they make a lot of their money on the back end.
0: What, um, if, what are the hot spots, be they in casinos or elsewhere, to watch the big game on Sunday in Atlantic City, for instance?
1: Sure, and I'm, I'm going to try to not be biased because I do have my favorite places in Atlantic City to go. But I'll, I'll obviously mention the big casinos. I mean, if you're going to go watch the Super Bowl this Sunday in Atlantic City, definitely go to Caesars. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Go to Borgata. Um, those are really the three places where you're going to have the best chance to get in and be comfortable and, and have a place to view the game because at this point, almost all of the casinos' sports books themselves are sold out, and you're not going to be able to just walk in and watch the game. Uh, so I definitely recommend going to one of the bigger places. If you can't get into the casinos, there's great bars around Atlantic City. I mean, Ducktown Tavern, mm. the Irish Pub, you can't go wrong with either one of those, Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall definitely go check out any of those places if you need to go watch the game and you can't get into a
0: casino so when when you say the sports book is sold out now if you go to this you go to any of the casinos that have a nice sports book, and I think they all have them now just about any day of the week it's almost like a, a, a fan god's living room if God were a sports fan, mm-hmm. this is what his living room would look like there's big screens, all the games are on there's comfortable couches there's a bar right over there, and you could go and place your bets and um usually you can just walk into there and sit down. On Super Bowl Sunday, are the you have to pay for a spot at that sports book?
1: Yeah, yeah, almost all of them. Um, at Super Bowl, it's, we're talking March Madness. Um, you know, we've seen it for a couple of the NFL playoff games. What happens is these sports books just don't have the, the the unlimited amount of seats to be able to accommodate everybody, so they have to kind of be a little picky, a little choosy. Um, most places range anywhere from fifty to seventy five dollars per person. And that includes food and beverage right you 're not just paying for the right to sit there and watch the game. you know you, you get food and beverage along with that cost, gotcha um, but but at this point, yeah, most of them are sold out yeah it
0: 's like new year 's Eve, uh, what restaurants and bars do for new year 's Eve, I guess exactly. we may have to start hosting a uh, a Super Bowl Eve party maybe we 'll do a pro Bowl party uh, in keeping with our new year 's Eve Eve uh, theme in terms of uh, in terms of Atlantic City itself, I, I saw an article the other day. And if people just tuning in, we're talking with David Danzis. Uh, if you want to be kept up on what's happening in the gaming industry or in Atlantic City, uh, follow him on Twitter at AC underscore Danzis, D-A-N-Z-I-S. Great stuff on there. A lot of great stuff I steal from him. But, uh, David, in terms of what's going on in Atlantic City, I came across one article that said the casinos and the hotels are still having a problem hiring people. How can that be? The economy's back to normal. The stimulus has ended. Why are they still having a tough time? Finding enough people to work,
1: wages, Frank. Wages. Um, you know, for a long, long time, the casinos were the only job in this area. I mean, uh, I don't know how familiar some of your guests are with with Southern New Jersey and specifically Atlantic County, but there's not much down here other than the casinos and healthcare. That's that's pretty much it. Um, and the casino wages just haven't kept up. And a lot of people just, you know, I, I can't tell you how many people I know that work in casinos that don't just work at one. Particular casino, they work at two or three. You know, they're a housekeeper at Golden Nugget on the weekends, and and then a housekeeper at Hard Rock four days during the week. And and it's just it's it's been really tough to get people not only to to, to stay committed to the job, but to continue to want to do it when everything from the culture of tipping has changed to sort of people's I don't know if entitlement is the right word, but people's attitude towards help has certainly changed. Um, you know, I know people who have been bartenders and porters for 30 years, and they tell me, you know, they can't even get guests to smile at them anymore. Everything Oof. seems to to just sort of be expected. Um, and it's just really – it's killed morale in the city, and a lot of employees just aren't happy with their jobs the way they used to be. And it's completely changed the Atlantic City experience. And I really hope we can get back to something that resembles what it used to be because one of one of Atlantic City's strongest points wasn't just the ocean or the casinos – It was the people that worked in those places and they made it special. And uh, I think we've lost a little bit of that, and I would certainly like to get it back for for all of our sake. Uh,
0: no, uh, a- absolutely. Well said. And uh, your point about uh, people working at multiple casinos is right on the money. I, I remember years ago, even uh, that was the case. I would start a uh, a craps marathon, and uh, the craps dealer at uh, at at Harrah's you would discover uh, and see eight or nine hours later would be then the craps dealer at Bally's. So that was happening even back then, and I- I've certainly observed it with a lot of dealers these days as well. One of the things that was being trumpeted for a while was, oh, look at the numbers, look at how great the numbers are, look at how great they are. About a year ago, you were the first person... To kind of break the story, and then a lot of people have emulated you on this. Uh, that the numbers really aren't that great. The numbers are on, only look good for casino earnings because you're including mobile mobile betting and sports betting in the equation. From what you're seeing now, how are the gaming revenue numbers looking when you include mobile betting and when you don't?
1: Yeah, and again, it's it's a it's a tale of two cities, right? I mean, we're talking about You mentioned the $6 billion number not too long ago. We're close to that again, right? But but that is in the totality of the industry. That includes retail, casinos, mobile, and sports betting. And that's not the metric that we used in 2006 when we hit that $6 billion Mm -hmm. mark, right? That was purely slots and table games in Atlantic City casinos. So the way we look at the market has changed. The truth of the matter is, Six of the nine Atlantic City casinos are still struggling. And when I say struggling, I I need to be clear. We're not talking about they're they're in in imminent danger of closing their doors tomorrow. We're talking about they're not growing. And when you're in the casino, in the gaming market, and you're not growing, you're essentially dead. Mm. Um, So we, we have a problem here where we have three performers who are clearly outpacing the rest of the market. And then we have six performers who are, who are really struggling and trying to find a niche. And we need to get them healthy again before we can really start saying Atlantic City is back because it's not. And, and anybody who says otherwise is just not being truthful.
0: The big three that, uh, that are doing well, uh, that's Borgata, Hard Rock, and Ocean
1: correct,
0: yes. Yeah, and um, there are a lot of great other properties, and it's great to see them investing in restaurants Absolutely. and renovating rooms, and hopefully that uh, that will come around. But I have to say, it's one of the most frustrating things in the world when you visit a casino in the middle of the day, and there's one craps table open, and it's so crowded, you can't even uh, elbow your way in there. It would be nice if there was enough staff to have maybe two craps tables open, and you could have more people, uh, have more people playing. A- as far as you're concerned, uh, David, what is the best way to kind of get back to that um, culture of the old Atlantic City where uh, people are, where they're not struggling to hire and it's a better experience for the workers themselves?
1: Oh, man, you, how much time you got? (laughs) Um, You just hit on one of them, right? And and one of my biggest pet peeves as a gambler um, has been a rise in minimum table limits And, you know, nonsense like six fives blackjack and triple zero roulette. I mean, these kinds of things are killing the Atlantic City experience, Frank. And it's all because, you know, corporations now dominate the casino industry where we used to have sort of mom and pop shops, although even that's sort of misleading. But, you know, we had smaller operators here in Atlantic City and now we've got the large conglomerates and they're just not as interested in sort of that personal touch. Um, I think they're starting to come around to it. I think they're starting to realize it a little bit more. Um, you know, we do have some some new players in the market. You know, the, the folks that just took over Bally's, you know, they're doing a really good job with trying to have that personal connection. Um, I think the folks over at Ocean are doing a great job with that. Um, Golden Nugget's always been a very, you know, person-to-person casino that's what we need to get back to, Frank. I mean, if you sit at the crafts table and you have a heater and you're walking away with, with, you know, five figures worth of chips in your pocket, you used to be able to get a steak dinner in a hotel room. Right. Right. Now you're lucky if they'll go get your valet car. You're,
0: you're, you're exactly, exactly right. Hey, um, what is this? I see that people are not allowed to bring their guns into Atlantic City hotels. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty happy about this because I've seen some pretty unruly players when things go south at that craps table. But what what's the rationale behind no guns in the casino? It's like the Old
1: West. Yeah, this is this is just a direct response uh, to an ongoing legal battle here in the state of New Jersey. Um, I don't want to get too, much, too into the weeds here, but the casinos have taken have exercised their right as, as private property owners to exclude firearms on the property. Um, so they put out a statement yesterday in response to what's going on in New Jersey saying, you know, leave your guns in the car, leave your guns at home. Uh, you're not allowed to have them on the casino floor. You're not allowed to have them in the hotel. If you do bring your firearms onto the premises, you will be charged
0: uh finally david is there any word on what's happening to what will happen to what was the atlantic club and before that the atlantic city hilton it's a, a very nice location and there's always been a lot of speculation about what's going to end up there and uh at the same time i know they're in the process of knocking down the old trump plaza i think carl Icahn owns that property that is probably the most prime real estate in all of atlantic city is there any indication in what they might put there?
1: We've been hearing rumblings now for about three years at the Hilton that um, this is going to be turned into like a multi-use complex with condos and shopping and dining. Still haven't seen a whole lot of movement. We keep kind of hearing the same story. Uh, I'll I'll definitely keep you updated if we hear anything change on that front. Um, As far as the plaza, you know, um, the mayor uh, had a big show of it a couple of years ago when they imploded the the actual casino hotel building. The, the parking structure is still there. And so far, Carl Icon and the city have not come to any sort of um, agreement, if you will, on what to do with that property. But I think you hit the nail on the head for my money. That is the most prime piece of real estate in Atlantic City and possibly on the East Coast.
0: David, it's always a treat to talk with you. Hopefully we can connect the next time I'm in Atlantic City. Thank you very much.
1: Always a pleasure, my friend. Be well.
0: Thank you. David Danzis, uh, read him at play. N. J. He's the lead casino reporter there and a guy that knows his stuff and just sounds great. Big fan. Alright, if you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you can do so. 800-848-9222. That's 800 This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. midnight.